0: This week, on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast, we hit the road and talk to our good friend Adam Von Gookin, CEO of High Clear Castle Gin and Cigar. And we talk about all things High Clear Castle, the gin, Downton Abbey, a new era, the awesome crowdfunding campaign these guys got going on, as well as several other fun tidbits of information that are sure to please any Anglophiles, fans of spirits, and for all intents and purposes, for the listeners of this podcast, Downton Abbey fans. So tune in, because this one's an awesome one. Raise a glass to more of the
1: everyday. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers to all the dreamers, the everyday
2: believers.
0: Cheers! And we are back. This is a very special episode. It's been three years in the making, basically. We are at... Hi Claire Castle Spirits and Cigar with CEO Adam Von Gouken. How are you? It is great to be here. And how are you both? We're good. We got Corey here. We're passing a mic. We're sharing a mic. So
1: yeah. Hey, glad glad for you to have us, glad for you to have us here, Adam. Just
2: really excited. Well, we've missed you uh, here in, in base camp, and, um, and obviously this COVID thing has kept things away. But but here we are having a cocktail as if nothing happened. Yeah, we, exactly. We, cheers to this. Let's, we should uh, cheers. Let's cheers. cheers. Let's get a little we made it. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Okay. Now, is this
0: cheers. the? Is there a elegant way to cheers?
2: Yes, cheers. <laughs> okay, I. Yeah. I was watching. Uh,
0: I was watching Queer Eye, and they said it's it's not elegant to touch glasses. Actually, and oh, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think there's
2: something to be said for the beautiful sound of a clank with oh, some. yes. You know whether yeah. it be a, a, a you know a, a mug of beer or a good cocktail. All right.
1: <laughs> So so a a lot has changed over the past three years, obviously, in the world, but you've been racking up awards here with the High Clear Gin, up to 56 now? Yeah,
2: yeah. We're so proud of it. We're so incredibly proud. We're we're amongst uh, the world's most awarded spirits and on track to be the most awarded gin in the world.
1: (laughs) So most of the world paused, but you just kept rolling along like...
2: Well, we didn't have a choice. I mean, as you guys know, we we launched High Clear Castle Gin just a few months before... The pandemic hit.
1: Yeah. And um, people needed something to drink during the pandemic.
2: Yes, yes. But it's, it, but it's challenging because the brand was just, we would just kind of get it going with some of the best restaurants and hotels around mm-hmm. the world and and launching throughout the UK and of course here in the US. And so, um, but we made it through. You know, like yeah. like any other companies that survive, you have to be quick on
0: your feet and thoughtful. Yeah.
2: And, you know.
0: Speaking of you making it through, I, I think uh, one of the things that Highclere Claire did that caught our attention and that we actually plugged on the podcast. You guys did virtual happy hours with Lord and Lady Carnarvon. Yes. I think that was some very innovative um, branding, marketing. Um, what, what was the impetus, the reason behind that?
2: Yeah, it was a very good question. So you know, like the rest of the world, we, we, we all shut down. Yeah, I think it was in March of 2020. Yes, and sure. uh, we're a trying to, years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out. Okay, here we are, just starting to spread the word that Hiker Castle Gin exists. To all the fans of Downton Abbey, to all the Anglophiles in the world, to all the connoisseurs of fine and, mm-hmm. and luxury things and, and, and connoisseurs and aficionados of spirits and cocktails. But we just got started and now everything's shut. Restaurants, mm-hmm. hotels. Yeah. And we shut down our offices too. So we all discovered Zoom within a one-week period, I think. <laughs> and yeah. I have to give the credit to Renee um, in the office who had the idea. She came to me and said, why don't we start doing some Instagram Lives, Facebook Lives with Lord and Lady Canarman at the castle so I was a little bit leery of it mm-hmm. and then I called and, and Lord Lenny Kedarvin were very open to it and just said, let's give it a shot. There's nothing else any of us can do. Right. We're yeah. all stuck at home including Lord Lenny Kedarvin stuck at the castle. Yeah. So we started throwing these, these, these live cocktail parties and I couldn't believe the first one got like 50,000 people Oh yeah, that, was... um, that came on to it. So it was especially what I really loved about it is here we are the world in kind of a midst of a quasi-depression. And uh, of course, we're in the joy business, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The spirits and memories <laughs> yeah. and friendships and getting together and and uh, and I remember on that first post, people were posting photos of themselves, and I saw all these families across the world posting selfies in their you know living room and their you know studies, mm-hmm. dressed up in tuxedo and gowns, yeah. just to zoom in that- for the cocktail party and hike their castle, mm-hmm. virtually. And send a post in. And uh, and that made my day. That's that was, when I realized we...
0: And I think one thing that... Uh, I think we can all look back and say that we all experienced similar things. The first uh, digital virtual cocktail hour was a little glitchy. And I remember it was a very <laughs> humanizing experience for me watching this because I know that last time we were here you talked about how Lord and Lady Carnarvon are very salt of the earth human yeah. beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one thing to hear it from somebody but it's also another thing to see that these these lords are literally fumbling around zoom the way that we all did in those early days of the pandemic so yeah. it's very
2: and it took us a few of those cocktail parties to sort it out because for the first couple there was a lot of sideways action on the camera yes yes <laughs> and audio was
0: quasi impossible too but that's one of those situations where you th- you look at it and you say, you know, in another situation, this might be a, come on, they should have had their team together. But the whole world was having sideways cameras. <laughs> and it, it, it did a, a great unifier, I think, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I would agree entirely. And um,
2: that's what makes it real. And I think I think that's the essence of Highclere in a way. Is it's, It is such a grand and majestic and kind of awe-inspiring place. Mm-hmm. And, of course, all of the kind of um, reputation and stories around it are just so grand. But at the end of the day... It's a home, and Lord and Lena Kedarvin are wonderful people who are just working very hard to keep the castle and the estate going, and as are we, trying to uh, make the best gin in the world and all the hard work that that takes. So, and has
1: the estate reopened? Can people visit it again?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was um, there's quite a backlog of bookings um, because sure. there was a lot of
1: cancellations last year and the year before
2: mm-hmm. that are kind of catching up now, but there are tickets for sale for tours, and there's events this year, and it's pretty much um, I'm off to High Clare in a, in a week or so, and um, have you been able to
1: visit recently or? I was there in
2: December yeah okay it was well, nice was to see you. it was great it was great to it was I had missed High I mean I hadn't been away from High for that long in seven years or something Wow like that. so I had really missed it um, as a place and to be with you know the castle team and Lord and Lady Carnarvon and I just um, I just missed it you know, it's, um when, when you're when you're running a brand where the brand home is, 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 is you know a good way on the other side of the world being there often is helpful mm-hmm. to the spirit of, of what the brand is. Mm-hmm. And so, um and it was nice to see London reopening with all of its beautiful Christmas oh, decorations. Yeah. And the castle, of course, had their Christmas tree up, which was like 30 feet tall <laughs> or something ridiculous. So it's it very yeah. beautiful.
1: And, and to that point, you know, with like just you know spreading the spirit around, have you increased the distribution of High Clear Gin? Are there more places that can get it now? Where is it available?
2: Yeah, 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 very much so. So, well, like, like many other companies too, During COVID, we had to um, get very savvy with our Mm e-commerce. So now we're available for home delivery to 40 U.S. states and 27 EU countries, shipped directly to your door through our website. But we did launch some other states in the U.S. Just um, last month, we launched Maryland and Washington, D.C. and Maine. And uh, last week, we launched Poland. And we're now available in Malta, the beautiful island of Malta. And Denmark, France, and Switzerland, and with more plans to come. So it's uh, expanding quickly.
1: And is that part of your goal to keep racking up awards now that you're available in more places? Like, well, let's get a medal while we're there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Well, we try to participate in all of the worthy Mm -hmm. contests, you know, competitions. Most of them are – there's a bag over the bottle so that the judges can't see what they're drinking. So it's blind taste testing. And so to have earned 56 of these, which are mostly triple gold, double gold, and platinum, because we don't, I don't count the um, really the silvers and the, the prizes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's been amazing to see that. And it, you, you've got sommeliers, you've got leading food and beverage directors from around the world. These are people that know mm-hmm. spirits, and they know flavor profiles, and so
0: it's, it's an honor, yeah. It's great. Uh, I guess going off of that, you, you're talking about competing with all of these worldwide... Things and uh, competitors or or other brands of of gin and spirits and I was looking at a, you're doing a what is the website for your crowdfunding campaign is it a web, web funder, we fund yeah it's we funder. okay it's also I was available close. right
2: on the front of our website yes hikercastlegin.com like, yes. but yeah that that's a fun one so yeah coming out of last year we're realizing wow you know we've got a lot of opportunities to expand there's opportunities coming up more in Europe in the Caribbean in Asia for Hike Their Castle Gin where people want the product and they can't get it. So we're trying to figure out how do we fund this? And typically, you know, a brand like this would do what we, you know, we would go to our, our friends and contacts, family offices or private equity and we would do a round of funding that would help fuel that growth. But we thought, how fun would it be to allow fans of Downton Abbey, fans of Hike Their Castle, fans of Hike Their Castle Gin, um, you know, connoisseurs to mm. actually own a piece Actually own equity stock in yeah. Car Castle Gen. So last week, when, you know, week and a half ago, we launched our crowdfund on WeFunder, which will allow people to. Um, I think the minimum investment's $150, but, uh, and it goes up from there mm-hmm. to actually own shares in the gin and
1: wow. kind of join That's, us on the journey. Do we get a piece of the metal? Can we get one of the metals that you want? <laughs> yeah, we'll take, <laughs> You want a piece yeah. of the G- metal. Give one of the
0: bronzes and the silver. And start, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you it? a brown. Away. You can take all the bronzes you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think going back to your, your WeFunder page, there was a really interesting diagram going back to what we were talking about about you guys compared to other mm. gin brands where um, I believe I wrote it down, the... Venn Diagram is luxury, mass market, and craft. And yeah. I think that as a podcast that um, we have covered Downton Abbey for almost... This is our fifth year in existence. Congratulations. Thank you. To you both, Thank by you. The way. Um, uh, I don't know exactly what company is behind it, but there's now an official Downton Abbey podcast. So now wow. we are being competing with the gods, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So when I see that we are... I call ourselves the number one unofficial Downton Abbey podcast in the world. Just on longevity's sake. Yeah. You guys are now the sort of underdog in this world full of name brands. Yeah. And, and you manage to maintain those three things, which are luxury, mass market, and craft. Like, you're not the, the... When I go to the liquor store, I always go to the gin section just to see if there's high clear on, on the show. Thank you. And it's, n- it's never in the locked glass cabinet that the, we don't want people stealing these because they're $200 bottles. Right, right. Like how, how has that m- sort of punk rock mentality... Yeah, been beneficial to you as a company?
2: Well, it was important to us from the beginning that High their Castle Gin be an affordable luxury. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, we, you know, obviously with the quality of the ingredients and the production process, it's very expensive to make very fine gin. Mm-hmm. And our glass is, you know, produced in England and it's a custom purple. And it, now everything about the product is, as top tier as you could possibly go. We also have very, very high production standard thresholds so that any batch or any bottle that even has the slight precise imperfection does not go, which raises the price. So at $40 approximately retail for a bottle of Hector Castle Gin, you know, that, that, that's a price point that we felt, you know, obviously there it, it definitely is a connotation of luxury and exceptionally high British quality. But it's also an affordable luxury. It's something that you know somebody. It's it's not going to be painful for them. Whereas a two hundred dollar bottle of whiskey or wine, you know, there's a lot of people that may not be able to swing that, or that may just be a little bit outside of what they're comfortable spending.
0: But you don't compromise. There's no compromising, but you still manage to get it to the mass market for that.
2: Yeah, well, I think you know, Heichler Castle and and um, even Downton Abbey in some ways are understated luxuries, aren't they?
0: I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely.
2: Being able to visit the castle and the grounds, and that's not priced. Um, you know when it is open to the public, that's priced, and I think it's ten dollars to, you know, contributing towards the castle for a full tour and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely about engaging people, not alienating people. Yeah, and that's what Highclere is
1: about. And, and to that same point, I know you have your cigar line as well. Does it, yeah. does your same approach apply to that as well? Exactly that. Yeah. Um, relative to the cigar industry, I
2: think our cigars fall a little bit more expensive than relatively than our gin does in spirits. Mm -hmm. The cigars are about $15 to $20 a stick for a cigar. Um, But same thing applies. You're talking about hand-rolled cigars, literally Mm -hmm. Um, uh, (laughs) hand-rolled. And uh, we source tobacco from these very small families in Nicaragua and Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Brazil, and from the Matafina um, binder that we use. So these are very small families, many of them multi generational. They're growing what would be, I would say, the equivalent of the top 1% in terms of the finest quality of tobacco in the world and even our cigar boxes that they come in are handmade out of sustainably grown cedar wood from the east coast of Nicaragua so every single thing we do we are obsessive about the detail and we're obsessive about exceptional quality the price almost comes afterwards Mm -hmm. it will be whatever it is when we look at what does this really cost to build but let's get it perfect and the
1: the Lord's are smoking this I'm sure as well right? oh Lord 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 Carnarvon
2: loves the cigars yeah I mean uh, you know, it's a funny story when um, uh, I, I had no intention of getting into the cigar business, but I was walking through the castle with Lord Carnarvon, and he made a reference to um, Winston Churchill being a frequent visitor for his grandfather. They were friends. And of course, um, Winston Churchill, would he enjoyed his gin martinis mm-hmm, and yes. he enjoyed his <laughs> yeah. cigars. And so I came home and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be fun to do a cigar as well? And I just happened to have a, a great friend who's a world acclaimed cigar blender named Nicholas Melillo his company's called Foundation Cigar Company so I approached him and said would you would you blend us a cigar like mm-hmm. what was smoked at Highclere from these invoice records <laughs> that we had from the 1920s and he yeah. did it and right behind you on that wall there is Cigar Fisciadano just gave us a top 25 cigars in the world. Wow, wow in the so, world? Yeah. yeah that's yeah, impressive.
1: Because, yeah, yeah I, I can recall in one of those uh, virtual uh, events, Lord, Lord Carnarvon just puffing away. <laughs> oh, yeah, we puff. Yeah. We puff.
2: And as a matter of fact, um, even today at High Highclere now, the evenings when there's a, when there's a traditional weekend party mm-hmm. – the evenings start with gin cocktails. Oh, nice. Then, of course, there's maybe a bit of dancing, some dinner. And then we go through the library out to the terrace, and we all smoke cigars. And uh, what's fun to see, too, is more women now are smoking cigars. So I all think right. there's
1: nothing more elegant <laughs> than a, a woman who's
0: smoking a cigar.
1: <laughs> well, I got cut loose somehow, you know, in this day and age. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah exactly.
0: That's, uh, that's fascinating. That's, yeah. that's, and that's the, sort of the, the speed of the show, of mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, is... They eat and then the, the the guys go and talk shop. I know we talked about it last time. That's how a lot of politics were decided on those sort of Business, posts. partnerships, yeah.
2: friendships, marriage arrangements. A lot of stuff was done over cigars after dinner. The ladies would go into um, you know the music room and mm-hmm. hang out and usually would separate or play cards. And the men would stay at the dining room table or move through to the library to, to smoke. And uh, now we go out to the terrace because... Well, you know, there's five thousand prices, volumes of books in the library. Yes, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, work so well.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, circling back to the Highclere as an estate, last time you we talked, you you clued us on to Louis the Butler. Yeah, and he has become somewhat of a star of these virtual happy hours, yeah. as well as just a, a presence for the Highclere brand. That yes, did did is this part of the job for the Butler of Highclere Castle, or is this a Highclere Castle Gin, Highclere Castle Spirits have sort of said, This is our guy, he's cool, let's let's put the rocket on him. Louie. Yeah, tell, tell us about Louis. Tell well, us well, the real life well, Mr. Card. Well, first of
2: all, I, I will start by saying that um, from the very first time I ever went to High Clare, um, I just I just was taken by Louie. Mm-hmm. He is he is he is charming. He's witty. His um, service standards are exceptional. I mean he is trained um, to a to a pro level, but he's also incredibly kind, yeah. and he he really represents the epitome I think of what um, what service really means, and uh, and I've always honored and appreciated him, and um, and you know at Highclere these days, of course they don't have the staff isn't available it would just cost too much to really do what they did in, in Highclere's era, so here you are you've got a castle, three hundred something rooms. You've got a 5,000 acre estate that needs to be farmed and there's cottages Mm -hmm. and there's guests and there's private parties and there's public events and there's all this stuff going on. But the staff is smaller. So everybody at the castle in a way has to wear multiple hats. Louis is not just a butler. By pure chance, he happens to be an exceptional mixologist. (laughs) Which of course (laughs) launching a gin brand comes in handy. Sure. And so um, from the very beginning It was a natural thing It was never anything very planned It was just kind of like Louis, would you make up some cocktails We need a new one Or um, we'd like to feature you in this video And and uh, fans of High Castle Gin And High Castle love Louie Because well we consider him our chief our chief mixology officer, if you will. Yeah, yeah. and he,
1: is, he interacts too on Instagram and stuff like that. He's, oh, yeah. he's out there. So. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. And he, and he loves the spirit and he gets it. Mm-hmm. And he gets the flavor profile and he knows how to use it artistically. Yeah. He, very much like a chef. And before we even had Claire, he made a, an exceptional cocktail by the way, of okay. other from other spirits All too. right, yeah, so you know,
0: should b- write a book. I know there's lots of, uh, Lady Canarvian has written her fair share of books. <laughs> did didn't maybe... you write a book
2: once too? I, I, I did, yes. I wrote a book called Living Proof, mm-hmm. uh, which was distributed around the country and, um, uh, by Career Press. Okay. Um, and that was a bit of a journey for spirit geeks. It's a bit of the, uh, the story of uh, my family's history and moonshining mm-hmm. and my inspiration to, to build the first distillery in Connecticut in many decades, which was the moonshine distillery that we had before High Claire. Yeah, and that was Onyx. Yes, is, correct. Is that still in existence, or? Well, no. We were we were relocating it before COVID hit mm. to a new building because the building we were in, the factory building we were in, was acquired, mm-hmm. and the new owners out of Canada wanted all the businesses out, so we had to relocate a distillery, which is not an easy feat. No, not at all. <laughs> and um, then uh, COVID happened, and it just kind of delayed things. So it's still not. So open it's on. Up. It's on ice. It's on ice. When
0: you're when you're, yeah. when you're Winning medals, you can say. The shine can wait. <laughs> we really are focused on Claire, And, uh, you
2: know, this was a tribute to my family and homage to our history in New England for mm-hmm. moonshine and whiskey. And we'll, I'll reopen it soon. There's, we're no rush.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, to- talking about your history in New England, I think we we hear Heichler Castle gin. Uh, we think Clare Castle. But there's a lot of elegance in the New England scene. And we, we just finished watching The Gilded Age. And there's a lot of importance on Rhode Island and Newport. You guys did your what um, was it a w- wicket sips and wickets, I believe yeah. a couple years ago 2019 yeah um, is there any of that New England elegance that sort of helped you bridge the gap to high Claires? I elegance? think it's
2: all pervasive in the brand. I mean, as Lady Carnarvon, I love the way she calls it an American English kind of lo- an Anglo American love affair and it, and it really kind of is because you you know you, interestingly enough one of the reasons why we wanted to do that in Newport when we launched Highclere is my family arrived from England to Newport um and this would have been you know uh, early 1800s uh, late 1700s from from Britain and um and the Chafee family of which my my, my mother's a Chafee is her surname it's a very old New England um, and Rhode Island family, mm-hmm. and so um, and that the family split, and, and a bunch of us came to Connecticut. That's the liquor side and the prohibition kind of speakeasy side, and a bunch of them stayed in Rhode Island. We became the governor Lincoln Chafee and and the congressman right. of, of Rhode Island. So very much kind of in the thick of things around spirits and hospitality and all the elegance that you bring up of of New England at the time, and I think being from New England, born and raised, and having had family here for for so long. Um, I think it's kind of deep, deep inside of, of mm-hmm. me too. So, and here, and here we are in the beautiful village of, of Essex, yeah. Connecticut, right on the river, where this was, um, you know, a main point for uh, for trade and for commerce for so, so long, and very much elegant. As a matter of fact, um, this village right around mm-hmm. the corner, the main Essex village in the countryside around here. If you drive through it, it actually looks a lot like the area around Highclere. The landscape and the style of trees, and some of the species, and even the deer we have, remind mm. me a lot of Highclere, especially on the gloomy, rainy past six days that we've had through.
1: Yeah, lived. <laughs> yeah. My, in my visit to Highclere, all I remember is like the gloominess, the rain, and then like the, the rolling hills that were going on around there.
2: Although I will say, and and you know, yes, hundred percent, mm. and and that is. England, yeah, and that is Highclere, and it, there's something immensely cozy about mm-hmm. it, and very authentic. But you know, on a nice summer day at Highclere with a sure. cigar, looking over the rolling hills, there's one angle from the back of the castle that actually makes me think of Tuscany. Oh. That's how green and vibrant the yeah. suns are, and the, the beautiful trees and the, I mean, Capability Brown, what he designed with the parkland around Highclere, was is is just truly stunning. And if you look at it, if mm-hmm. you drive through Highclere. And you see the park for what it is, the estate for what it is, it, it is a masterpiece of a painting. Even down yeah. to Lord Carnarvon's ancestors bringing in the cedar of Lebanon trees that line mm-hmm. the m- immense driveway that kind of weaves its way from the main gate up to the castle. No. I mean, really a masterwork.
1: That's my one recollection from visiting there. Is like it looks exactly like how you see it in the show. Like it looks like something that's a piece of art. Yes, yeah. but in
2: person, you have to admit. Oh yeah, it's, it's like you know you see it in the show, but then when you crest that real. hill <laughs> and the castle is just, yeah. it's the 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 pathway is designed in such a way so that as you go up in the car mm-hmm. and you kind of swoop to the right. The castle starts to crest over a hill by the yeah. tower first. It's, it's really like, impressive. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, to the point with you know the world opening up again, you, know, you mentioned the Sips and Wickets. Are there going to be more live events going on? Oh, for sure. Yeah,
2: we've got some events coming up um, very soon, actually, that we'll share with you guys. Mm-hmm. We've got one happening in uh, Newport, actually, soon, um, nice. in, in, in May or June, to celebrate Her Majesty the Queen's Jubilee.
1: Oh, okay, which, yeah. are
2: you familiar with this special year?
0: We we are from from what we were the literature we were passed on from your people. It's 70 years on the crown? 70 or? years on
2: the throne for her Majesty. With the crown. Yes. yes. Yes, a platinum jubilee and the cocktail that we're celebrating is the Queen's favorite cocktail, which is a gin and dubonnet, 50-50, an old a dubonnet is an old French aperitif, mm-hmm. and we top it with a bit of champagne and the Queen's been enjoying that for lunch. For the past seventy. For years. lunch,
0: yeah. So <laughs> well, all right, you want the you want the you want the to long long life. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't have it for dinner. Have it at lunch. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she she just got over COVID recently, right? So yeah. she, she's kicking back these 96, cocktails. 96, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fascinating. I know. Last time we talked, you said uh, gin was was uh, to settle the stomach. I believe the origins of gin. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's um, it was designed originally that for that way by the Dutch as a medicinal mm. component. Uh, in fact, around Highclere. Beacon Hill behind the castle is um, an old Iron Age fort. And the ancient Romans actually occupied the area. There's records of them actually harvesting the juniper around Highclere to settle stomach ailments. So back to the ancient Romans knew that juniper berries were good for stomach aches. The Dutch are the ones who really distilled it. And um, at first for medicinal purposes and then for what they called Dutch courage, which was Mm -hmm. what they would feed their soldiers before they went into battle. Well, during the war with the English and the English won... The English, uh, they decided they liked gin for much, much more than just for medicinal. Oh yes, <laughs> I, I can see why. And yeah. they brought it back to England, and you know the rest is history. But
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> David, you had some questions. For I
0: do. Um, <laughs> you have a whole. We list. I have a list. We we've, we've hit a lot of these already. Uh, we, one thing that we we have avoided so far. There's a sequel Downton Abbey film coming out. Yes, next month. And yeah. you guys. Uh, High Claire hosted a, a concert and a with, with uh, Jim Carson who play or Jim Carter who plays yeah. Mr. Carson uh, how is High Claire Castle spirits amping up for this film release because I feel like the as a podcast that has a the similar subject matter I start coming on the product when something in the the mainstream starts looking at it as well yeah do you guys have any anything going on? To celebrate or to prepare fans for this,
2: um, I think the most the most uh, compelling thing is is the crowdfund because you know it's an opportunity for people to invest in the company and mm-hmm. enjoy the ride with us. And um, you know beyond that, with the film coming, of course we we've, we're always doing a lot of PR um, and staying in the media for being you know one of the world's fastest growing and most awarded gin brands and mm-hmm. so you know i think i think as uh, as of last time same thing we're just going to enjoy it i yeah. can't wait to see the film the first one was amazing and uh, can't wait for it to come out yeah
1: well just you know beyond that what are some of your additional plans for the near future i know you just keep racking up awards but what where, where are you going what is the future show for high class like high well you know film? this year so this year
2: marks quite a few things doesn't it mm-hmm. so we've got we've got the queen's jubilee yeah We've got the release of the *Downton Abbey* film. Yeah, um, you know, thankfully it seems to feel like COVID is behind us. Um, unfortunately, the worst of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got we've got very sad and, and heart wrenching things happening in, in in central and east Eastern Europe. Yeah, but um, but besides from that, you know, it it feels like it's a positive year, and um, I think uh, I think the the next thing that we haven't spoken to, which is really cool, mm-hmm. is that this year marks the 100 year anniversary of the discovery of the tomb of King Tutankhamun oh, by Lord Canarvon's okay. great-grandfather, the 5th yeah. Earl of Canarvon. So to honor that, for the last year and a half, we've been barrel-aging Highclere Castle gin in 50-year-old Armagnac, Scotch whiskey in American oak bourbon barrels. Where oh, it's been wow. <laughs> and I just tasted a batch of it, a little sample batch to see how it's coming along. Yeah. And it's like Heitler Castle gin, so it's citrus forward and a touch floral. Mm-hmm. But the oats in our gin come alive with this whiskey finish and it turns this honey golden ember brown. And it's got leather and a little smoke and some spice and a sweetness that comes through. Yeah. We've developed a gorgeous golden bottle with two wonderful world-renowned Egyptologists who helped us to translate High Claire into authentic hieroglyphics. Oh, wow. That's um, and, awesome. And we've chosen two panels from the tomb of King Tutankhamen. And so we'll be releasing 2,000 cases of this only in this coming fall around the country. That
1: is a significant factor there, at Highclere Castle. I know they have their own exhibit in the basement that you can see when you go and visit the castle because that's a huge point of history. Oh, it's, I mean, how do you yeah. not
2: honor Highclere's contribution to the greatest discovery in all of archaeology? I mean, oh,
1: yeah. I can see right here in your room that we're in that there's a King Tut's like, tomb <laughs> right there. I thought
0: that might have been the bottle. We could... get. <laughs> oh, no, do, do,
2: do you guys want to be the first ever to see the bottle?
0: Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. It's just a honor.
2: sample version. Yeah. Okay,
0: we're going to see a sample version. Listeners, this is history. Being last time we were here, we were I think the first, first people stateside aside from everyone within the company to smoke your. It was your second blend of cigars. Oh, the Victorian, the Victorian yes. cigars. So this time we're
1: we're we we're really just, got the news. We're taking on We're not drinking it, but uh, what what inspired that mix though, that came together to for the gin that you're you're making here for the anniversary?
2: Well, I love brown spirits. I'm a big mm-hmm. whiskey fan, yeah. and. Um, there really have not been any um, barrel aged gins that um, have really been commercialized. or I mean, there are some out there. Yeah. Um, but I just thought with High Clair Citrus Ford flavor profile, me and Lord Carnarvon love our scotch mm-hmm. whiskey yeah. and cognac. So, you know, I think for, for us, it was first about exploring it. Mm-hmm. So, as a trial run out in the barn behind the, the building here, we barrel-aged some gin as a test. Oh, nice. And I just wanted to see what it would do as an experiment. Yeah. Well, I was so taken by the flavor profile on that, I said, let's go all the way with this and let's yeah. do a barrel-aged gin in a golden bottle. That's fascinating. As yeah. a limited edition release. Yeah. And so um, we had to do something special. And, you know, aging, a spirit to me, look at this. Oh, my. Yeah, this, wow. is, just the, um, <laughs> a, this is just a practice bottle from the factory because this panel mm-hmm. won't be like that. With this kind of gorgeous yeah. touch, but but that stands the, out um, absolutely. Yes, and actually, um, if you look right here, this is actual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's it's not um, a translation of Claire like hieroglyph per letter. Yeah, it actually is it's quite poetic because that's the way actual hieroglyphs would be written. Yeah. So this is um, she she who is she who is high mm-hmm. she who is bright. And then encompassed in the symbol for a fortress. Yeah. So this would actually be, if you were to translate "high, clear castle" mm-hmm. into actual ancient hieroglyphics, this is exactly how it That's would translate awesome. to. She was tall. She was high. Yeah. She was bright.
1: And are the lords Carnarvon, Are they excited about this? Oh or yeah, lady, lady?
2: yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, of course. I mean, it's a big year for that. In fact, Lord Canarvan's on his way next week to uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. to give a very um, uh, special talk. Um, to, to, to speak to the history and, and the 100 year anniversary, Lady Carnarvon is working very diligently on a book about the fifth Earl, Lord Carnarvon's great grandfather, the, the discoverer with Howard Carter of the tomb. Yeah. So a book about about him has never been written. Really? So Fa- that's the, fascinating. She's writing the first book on Howard Carter, I'm sorry, on uh, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, uh-huh. uh, and of course his adventures with Howard Carter, how he got to Egypt, yeah. what his life was like. Um, and, and the whole thing. She's written one on, on, on Almina Rothschild. You know, Almina, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Countess um, of Carnarvon, who, yeah. uh, who actually brought quite a bit of a dowry to the castle and helped
1: helped it along, but, um, yeah. but not about him. Well, that's, <clears> that's pretty exciting. King Tut, noted whiskey drinker. Again,
0: Again a, you drinker talk about your attention watches, to detail yeah. and your attention to oh, authenticity. It keeps shining through in, in this. Oh,
2: yeah. I have to show you this, too. So, see this scarab? Yeah. Yes, we're
0: looking at a scarab, listeners. Yes,
2: there's a scarab on the bottle. Mm-hmm. This scarab was designed very carefully with our Egyptologist team as well. How do you find an Egyptologist team? I'm it, sorry. Uh, well, you know, we're very lucky to be half an hour from Yale, right? Oh, yes. So, sure. And there so go. we've got a lot of, uh, some resources is you know, quite close to us. But um, Yeah, the scarab. <laughs> um, as, a, as a matter of fact, if you want to check out the Egyptologist who helped us, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lovely uh, husband and wife team. John and Colleen Darnell. Mm-hmm. They also have a book coming out on King Tut later this year on the wow. history of King Tutankhamen. Yeah. Uh, and she's on Instagram as Vintage Egyptologist. Okay. And yeah. she is, all. they are both all about vintage clothing from the 1920s doing photo shoots in Egypt and fascinating places around awesome. the world. That's so not great. Not the they're yeah. incredibly renowned Egyptologists, yeah. but they're into vintage fashion.
0: Wow. So how so fun is that? Like that's kind of like the perfect... Uh, Downton Abbey fan base yes. as a matter
2: of fact I really should connect you guys because they would make really fun guests for you because they dress in the same clothing period time of Downton Abbey and oh the wow. Gilded Age we would
0: love to hear about it that'd be yeah. great yeah. Well, that's an and they're, and they're yeah. in Yale so close yeah, they're right
1: around here yeah. Yeah. that's right great here. So, so the scarab on the bottle so the
0: scarab <laughs> on the bottle so interesting um
2: one of the things that a lot of – I didn't know this. Yeah. You know, the, the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians were very kind of into their rhymes and riddles. Yeah. Things were not written or expressed straight in a straightforward kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it may just look like a, a really nice scarab design that's on the front of the bottle. Yeah. It's actually very carefully designed. Do you see the three pillars down there underneath as the yeah. kind of scarab's feet? Yeah. And then you've got the three different sections of the scarab beetle's back. Yeah. All of this actually is a monogram in ancient Egypt, riddle for Tutankhamun. Oh. And so if King Tut had, had risen from the grave today, I and mean, if he <laughs> saw this on his bottle, it would be like if you saw your own uh, signature monogrammed, and you'd be like, how did you know how to do
1: this? Get me a bottle of that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I <need laughs> that, that sounds that's, like something I want. That's, that's got yeah. my name on it. So yeah. that's his name. That's been turned into a scarab in, awesome. in symbology, and he would know that. It's yeah. it's close enough for him to have recognized it. So, that's you, know, you know, we go overboard with things. Yeah. No,
1: that's that's the that's the way to do it. <laughs> all this talk of this makes me want to see like a Down Abbey movie where all of a sudden they have to okay. take in the tomb of the t- King Tut and oh all that God, stuff. Oh my God, what would that be something? Doing? <laughs> well, actually
0: right
2: here too, if you'll notice, this is one mm-hmm. of the panels that we've pulled off the tomb that will go on the side of the bottle. Wow. Again, this is not the final image, but this is. Yeah. Um, and here, King Tutankhamen is actually giving his wife uh, a taste of wine. Oh wow! Um, and and this this is symbolic sh- symbolic of life. It's mm-hmm. also a very heavy sexual innuendo. Sure. And uh, and we have another a different image of her giving him wine on the other side of the bottle. So nice. right out
0: right out of the tomb itself. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for about half an hour now. I don't know if there's anything else that we need to get into or... Well,
1: Dave, you had, you had a question about some rankings, right?
0: I did. So uh, so there's two questions that we always sort of end our podcast with. Last time we were here, we weren't even prepared to talk on air. So <laughs> this time I wanted to make this a little bit more like what our podcast is on a week-to-week basis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question that we always say after we're done, because our whole podcast is about watching a show, a specific show, yeah. and... Our listeners know that even though the show, the podcast that we do is on Downton Abbey and since Downton Abbey, The Crown, Bridgerton, yep. uh,
1: Gilded Age, Gilded Age yep.
0: uh, Poldark is another one that we've been doing. Uh, we're, that's not necessarily our forte. We yep. al- so we always say, what else are we watching? And sometimes it's pro wrestling. Sometimes it's Netflix dating shows. Sometimes it's Star Wars. What is Adam Von Gootkin watching, listening to, consuming media-wise?
2: Wow, that's a great question, so I don't have a ton of time to watch TV as you can mm-hmm. as you can imagine, but I am deeply excited for the next stranger things to come out okay uh, number one yep. number two, I haven't had a chance to watch the Gilded Age yet, and yep. I'm excited to kind of dig into that highly recommend <laughs> absolutely I'm sure yeah and I've heard I've heard really great things about it so I can't wait to get into that and uh and my wife and I discovered this this kind of random show i, I, I When I am up late at night and I can't, I can't sleep, and I want to go down to the living Mm -hmm. room and enjoy a show, or it's been a very, very long day, I've been finding myself uh, wandering into South Korean zombie shows. Oh yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) which
2: there's quite a few of them out. Kingdom, uh, yeah, Kingdom uh, was was uh, I thought was fantastic as a show. I I watched, I devoured that show. Oh yeah, one of the most fascinating premises for a zombie movie I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and then there's one that's like takes place in modern school. That's also I saw there. that one. I <laughs> yeah, saw yeah. Some of that one. Yeah, yeah so I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm into Busan, yeah, yeah. South Korean yeah. zombie shows. It's good right? stuff. No, I the,
2: suppose it's kind of symbolic or the, of the direction I feel the world is yeah, heading. No, absolutely. <laughs> Everything is
1: very worldly, you know. international. National. The, the last thing that we tend to do on our podcast is we power rank characters. Uh, you know who's going up in the week, who's going down based on what happened in those episodes. What well, we want to hear from you is if you had to power rank uh, mixes of your gen- favorite. High clear drinks. Yeah. What how, What would be your top three kind of mixes of, of uh, gin or high clear gin?
2: I love high Clare castle gin the way we're drinking it right now on okay. the rocks. Is that the noble way? Correct? This is the noble way. You guys are good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, although I do like it, if we had an orange here, I would have peeled a little bit of an orange twist to just kind of rest I think on we got top. that last time. Yeah. yeah. I like the way the oils in it kind of spray to the rim of the glass and you just kind of give it a little wipe with the thing and you throw it in. And I mm-hmm. like that a lot. I'd say my second favorite cocktail... Um, would be a very traditional gin martini with Mm. a lemon twist I like that a lot especially if the vermouth is right it has to be the right kind of dry vermouth we bring in one from France and we bring in one from the north of Scotland called uh, north of England called Ramad, which I really like and is hard to get W-E-R-M-O-D an amazing dry vermouth Mm -hmm. Um, so the vermouth is the gin is key to gin martini gin is most key yeah Because that's the majority of the spirit. The second most important thing is the quality of that vermouth. Which very often people make the mistake of opening their vermouth and putting it back in the cabinet. But it should be treated like a wine. A white wine and put back in the fridge. Oh, good to know. My third favorite cocktail of gin, (laughs) I would say, ranked is... I really like this. I really like Her Majesty's cocktail. I really like the gin and Dubonnet. is a bit like a port. It's slightly sweet, a little bit bitter. It's complex and interesting. Um, so, and, and with the top of champagne, it almost reminds me of an Aperol spritz. Oh, that sounds, okay. That, that sounds nice. I would say right now that's my third one.
1: Now, if you had to say there was one that you tried and you said never again, is there one that was just like it just doesn't work for you?
2: Uh, yes. I don't like um, High Clare Castle gin in dirty martinis. And oh. I like dirty martinis with vodka. It's the only time I drink vodka is in yeah. a, a I I like filthy martinis. Yeah. With... Tons of olive juice, a little dry vermouth, mm-hmm. and then throw in some Tabasco sauce, and that's my Inter American. Yeah. And I love that cocktail. But um, with High Clair, High Clair is too citrus forward for a lot of oil juice, and they don't, they don't mesh super well. Better to yeah. go
1: citrus, crisp, and clean yeah. than, than dirty and savory. Don't do it with a dirty martini. Keep it classy with a Heichler Castle. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Got it. Although there's nothing wrong with a dirty
0: martini. No, nothing wrong with a dirty martini. Oh, yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, you put me in the, the mood for one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that should really wrap it up here. We've. This has been a delight. We need yeah. to not wait three years to do it again. Please. Yeah. And us. any, you know, this is a...
1: Yeah, you're moment to, to plug anything else. Yeah. Well, you yeah. guys
2: are always welcome here, you know, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully we'll have you at High Highclere for a broadcast soon. Yeah. And um, no, I, I very much uh, welcome you back and appreciate the support. And I really appreciate what you guys do, telling stories, recapping these fun programs that are out. I urge um, all of your followers and listeners to go to our website mm-hmm. at com, And on there, you can download recipes exactly how – the head butler Louis makes them at Highclere, number 1. Number 2, you can have a bottle shipped right to your door in 40 right. US states. And number 3, you can read about the investment into our crowdfund and you can become an equity shareholder in Highclere Castle Gin. That,
0: that sounds fantastic, so.
1: And, and I'd also recommend your Instagram has been on fire the past year or two with the photos that you take of the, mix, oh, the drinks that you mix. Yeah, follow
2: us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook for sure. And we've got some new videos up on our YouTube channel too, which are that's always right.
0: Fun. Those were that was another highlight. I feel like the pandemic was, and I, I know we're wrapping up, and I'm about to say something else. The pandemic was a, a, a dire time, and you guys had some really good, like short, snackable, uplifting content that was just very I positive. Really that's, that. that was we, really good. We
2: tried. We really tried. Mm-hmm. I, I think we got better at it too because. We weren't as much a digital company beforehand. We were a little more <laughs> traditional as Spirits goes. Yeah. Uh, but now we've been forced to be very forward-thinking, and we're embracing technology, or at least we're
1: supposed to be.
0: Oh, I think That's everyone fun. is like that. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll say cheers one more time, and thanks for your time, and check enjoy out, the gin, yeah.
1: Yeah, check out High Clear Castle Gin. Cheers, guys. Thanks. All
0: right. <laughs>